What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. There's plenty of stuff for me to throw at the front and the end of these things. It's nuts. Well, you don't throw me anywhere. If you hey, throw me anywhere, you... you're throwing me down on the ground, boy. For the Shire! For the Shire! I've watched Lord of the Rings 10,000 times. Hello, friends. Welcome to an unexpected podcast. I'm Ez. And I'm Lane. And tonight we're sniffing the night breeze as we discuss, do you watch or read Lord of the Rings when you travel? Traveling with Tolkien, if you will. Brought to you by Eddie Ellington on Instagram. We want to thank you guys so much for sending us these incredible topics to discuss on the night breeze. Eddie, thank you so much. Before we get into that, Ez, how are you? Hey man, I'm doing good. I didn't realize this was as big of a topic as it is. If that makes sense, I yeah, like we got this question, and I I think you, you we're gonna bring up the poll later, but I mean I I had an answer right away. I just wanted to say that as we get into this topic, I did not realize how many people were passionate about this one. So mm. Mm. yeah, as as we get as we get there later on, um, there'd be lots to dive into. But I'm doing good, man. I'm doing great. I'm sti- I'm stiff in the night breeze. I've I've <laughs> I I think today I am. Uh, <laughs> what? Hey, what? 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 I'm, I, you said I'm sniffing the night breeze. I heard stiffen the night breeze. Well, hey. And I, I don't know if that was on your end or my end or what end that was on, but if, I if definitely. If you can call this, this this coffee I just drank a stiff one, I mean, it, it wasn't. There was no uh, there was no alcohol to be had No in Kahlua there. or anything? Nothing. No, no Baileys? No, ba- no. Okay. No. But, I mean, have okay. I had like five of these today? And, and, and did Lottie say sort of like, hey. Well, that's where the sweat's coming from, Ez. Man, dude, it's like... You got like, the caffeine sweats, bro. Caffeine su- Did you know there's a such thing as keto sweats? Did you know this? Hold on. Sorry to... I remember the keto sweats well. Yeah. I mean, I... I remember did... the first time the keto sweats kicked in. I think you were eating a block of cheese. Well, hold on a second. you were I, like, dude, I, I don't know what's <laughs> happening. I think I had keto sweats before I was on keto. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that was... <laughs> They're all set up that equipment. Oh, my gosh. It was sizzling, as you said. <laughs> it was sizzling on the Zoom. I just... My gosh, those were the days. Oh man. Anyway, um yes, it was. where yes, were I, it was. where was I going with that? Had too much coffee buzzing yeah. a little bit as yeah. I'm sniffing yeah. uh yeah. the stiff night breeze. Night so, breeze. I'm, I'm, it I'm, is, I'm, it, yeah, feeling good. It's ripe. It's ripe and it's rife and it's just it's ready for the taking. I mean, first of all, it makes sense as to why you almost vomited <laughs> on the last episode. Sorry for sorry to just trigger everybody, but like that actually happened in full full on last episode. So uh, oh, and I'm not cutting that out. We don't do edits on this show, man. No, I, no, no, I no edits. I gosh. think that's authentic. You gotta you gotta leave the vomit in. Um, okay. So as always, before we jump into the topic, what's on your mind? Has there been something that's been permeating that cortexal membrane of yours? What are you thinking about? Uh, well, great, uh, great question. Lots of different things. Like I kind of hinted at in the last episode. You know, this idea that. My wife has been like Lottie's just been throwing all these different things, all these different like books mm. and and sayings mm. and different things. And she kind of uh, she heard one the other day and it was like about the bliss station. All right. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Come on now. Hold on a second here. Okay. This okay. is you, you know when when they talk about the um, salty and sweet kind of that bliss point. Yeah. Right. Mm. You know the bliss mm. point, and it's just sort of like because oh, yeah. she, she loves to pair a little bit of chocolate with some coffee, so something sweet and this mm-hmm. this savory kind of you know feel. And th- they used this, to call you Bliss Point in high school, if oh, I recall. I think you were Ezra Bliss Point Kirk, weren't you? Yeah, that's what that was my old nickname back in the day. And yeah. um, so you know, uh, one of many, <laughs> one of many nicknames. But, the real uh, McCoy boy. The real McCoy boy. <laughs> oh, oh, Bliss Point himself. <laughs> <laughs> there he is, man. Oh, gosh. Got that name at homecoming. Holy smokes. <laughs> that was, I, dude, you can't. I mean, I can't sometimes. You know, and I, full on, I want people to know, when we record these episodes, I make these calls like, like split second. Do I, do, do, do I go down the dark road? You know, do, do I, do I take it in, 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 in a direction that I shouldn't? Um, because I know, as Yoda says, it will forever dominate my destiny, and I have to turn ship. <laughs> uh, because I know I won't edit this out. I know that I'm, I'm just, I'm not doing it. Um, 
Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, the Bliss Station actually is more. And actually, now that you've brought that up, I can't. I, I've actually now re- <laughs> sorry, re- really wired. Sorry, you lost your, the, some you people lost are, your bliss. Some people are gonna be like, "Hold on, there's a whole station where this bliss happens." Like, what's go- <laughs> no that that <laughs> like dag on it. It's like ruined my whole moment. Um, no, so <laughs> sorry. The sorry. idea is the idea is that it's a a uh, a place or a time. Mm. Could even be a time. Wow, it's just oh. But like where you get wow. into the creative juices, and actually, I thought about you because mm-hmm. it was um, it's from a book that she's reading. Let me see if I have the name of it here. It is called "Steal Like mm. an Artist." Don't know. Mm. She's just been kind of getting into those uh, into those vibes. She's been watching a lot of Bob Ross, actually. Which is one of my which favorites, is cool. man. Yeah, I told you about yep. that, and uh, yep, one yeah. Of my so she's just getting the creative juices kind of flowing again, and mm-hmm. I'm, you know, we're creators. We we enjoy just uh, we, we you know put the podcast out. We do mm-hmm. different types of things. Um, you know, you also paint and draw and do lots of different stuff. Writing a book mm-hmm. and and stories and get you've been writing the show right season one, and then you're mm-hmm. halfway through season two of um, mm-hmm. Concerning Hobbits, and it's like, mm-hmm. how do you get in mm-hmm. that mindset? How do you find mm-hmm. like because for you, I feel like it's just been on. You've just had an on switch, and you've just been going. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you get into ruts, right? Or you, mm-hmm. if the going's tough, or, or maybe life is busy, having a sacred place or a time mm-hmm. or wherever, whether mm-hmm. it's just a table that you can come to and you dedicate time and mm-hmm. a moment uh, for those things to happen. It was just sort of talking wow. about the importance of that. And so we've been talking about that here just a little bit. And like for, for I mean, honestly, this is kind of this that take this however you go. want people. come on come on but come like on like earlier tonight i said i said hey sweetie um you know i'm going to my bliss station with lane <laughs> and she was like she was like okay all right like i mean i used her terminology and i came over here to sit down at my desk and i got everything up i got my i got my I got, got everything. I, I, up. Got, I got my two towers. I got, I got my. I got. I got my two towers book here. You can see the two towers right yeah. there. One's one's me. One's you. Oh, it's beautiful. All right. <laughs> yeah, the two. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. And dude. and I'm just ready to go, man. I'm like I'm I'm fired up. So it's just you oh, know it was it. one of those things it. where I said, okay, that's kind of what I'm doing. You know, we 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 get away. Like you're sitting at your dining room table. I'm sitting over here at the old. Um, workbench yeah, and yeah. it just uh find your bliss station and go there and seek ye a blissful creative experience, experience. all right this, this is definitely i would i would agree with you i mean 100 percent. this is absolutely a bliss point or station for me as well and it's probably been the most like in terms of creative juices because it is i mean we do we do like we create conversations i i guess like we're not yeah. you know the content we're talking about it's not obviously we're like everything we're, we're we're picking topics and discussing them but that that is part of the our like a a form of our that our creativity takes right and um yeah i think it's probably over the past five and a half almost six years now it's been my most consistent like creative outlet and yeah, me too. um yeah for for sure and it's even though like we haven't always been able to do it as much as we want to <laughs> jeez as much as we want to um like every time we devote to it it's always fruitful jeez man i god i lost. wish freud had never never led us astray um amen but god um but um yeah it's so interesting so like i have a quick question for you because yes. this is probably something i i i'm guessing that this is something lottie is like searching for yeah do you do you, for you are you able to like for me i've always felt like my best creativity comes when the muse finds me not when i force the muse so like when i feel inspired it's almost yeah. I, it's almost like i that's part of why i go kind of nuts when i feel that way because i'm petrified of as as quickly as it turns on sometimes i feel like it can just be lost and so usually when i feel that inspiration when i feel that that muse I tend to like stay up late at night yeah. or my breaks at school. I'm spent, you know, doing that, uh, spare moments that I have and I can dedicate to it. I am, I'm in it. Yeah. And even not like when I, when I'm doing other things, like even at school or, or at home when there are down moments, I'm thinking, okay, what am I going to like with the show? I'm constantly thinking about, okay, where's this? What, when I, when next time I do get to write, what am I focusing on? Can I develop some stuff in my head right now so that I can jot it down in a note or a text to Sarah or even to Ez yeah, and yeah. then have the the bare bones of what I want to um, elaborate on later? 
So like for me, I have not been able to, maybe it's because I haven't dedicated enough energy to it, but I have not been able to find a way to break through a block. And I think there are two schools. Like I think yeah. some people believe there, there is a way to do it. Yeah. That you can, you can break through, but it takes consistency. And I think other people think like, I mean, you're kind of at the mercy of inspiration. Well, so what's, what's it been for you? Like, what do you think? But like this, like I think about podcasting, there have definitely been times where we've been more like looking forward to certain aspects and maybe yeah, not looking yeah. as forward to certain aspects, but like continuing to do it has always proved like good for yeah, us. So maybe that's because the, 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 they're different things, you know, whether you're doing art yeah. or you're, you're, you're writing a book or a story or you're podcasting or doing some sort of, um, yeah, content creation or whatever it might be, working on yourself even. I mean, whatever that is. Uh, for me, like a lot of times, like you said something that was interesting, which is like if you, as as you're doing the work or you're you're getting in the, in that mindset, sometimes if you're consistently doing it, there's there's moments where you're like, all right, you're almost not not forcing it, but you're just getting in the habit of doing it, doing it, doing it. It may not be mm -hmm. most of the time that the greatest things are, are like being produced or are, are coming mm -hmm. out. Yeah. But when, as you say, the muse finds you or whatever, all of a sudden th there are these as you as you're doing those things, if you're open to it, the, like the ideas that I actually get even for some of the shorts that I do on the YouTube channel mm. come from like just the podcast. So when I sit down mm. and just say, OK, what's mm. a really good hook, a really good question, a really good intriguing thought? You come up with a few, but most of the most interesting ones, the ones that are the most potent, uh, come from just like the podcast. I'm sitting there with, with Lottie. I'm like, all ah, right, that bad boy down. That was a great like, <laughs> you know, and it just came out like it just mm -hmm. sort of like, OK, there there, there it is. Um, mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. like they find those moments, find your those inspirations find you. find you. That's true. But that I try to, you know, keep 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 grinding it because I enjoy digging and mining and looking around and trying to find mm -hmm. something to, to pull out. You know what I mean? So. So maybe maybe um like when you are more dedicated to like trying to push through writer's blocks or creativity blocks maybe 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 or the flip side maybe when you are when you just rely on the muse, muse to find you maybe you're missing more chances for the muse to find you that yeah. might be it too Could be. like if you go yeah. and you dig and you mine you're going to find something but if you just sit and wait until you feel like mining you're going to miss some stuff yeah. So that be, might be part of it be. too. That might be part of it. Like if you just, just regular pra I mean, that's true with anything like dedicating yourself to something and practicing something over and over again, you might not get better or well, feel good about it every, every time, but you're increasing the likelihood or the probability that that will increase over time. Yeah, uh, if yeah. That makes any, I don't know if that makes any sense. No, it does. But, it does. Cause I yeah. think about like when I used to play banjo, I, here's a little known fact for folks oh, on this yeah. podcast. Always used to pick away at the banjo. All right, I used to do a little five. That's right, a little five string, five string banjo, and I just picked away and I just rolled on, baby, rolled on. Did you have a a backless or a back backed banjo? Because my dad played banjo too. I have both. I had both. I think I only still have my electric with, which is a have an electric banjo. All right. Dang! Wow. Y'all watch out. All right, I might pull that bad boy out at any moment. Uh, but that's actually put in, put put away in storage. I used to have a resonator on the back, though, <laughs> and that those are cool. Oh, like because it that just is it cool. just it, the, the sound would just kind of carry. But like it's a I beautiful would, instrument. They're beautiful. I would practice every day, and sometimes mm. it just sucked. I was terrible. I didn't make any mm. progress whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes I would hear a song in the car. I would hear something out and about, or I'd hear a tune and be like, I want to learn that. And I I, mm. I I and I had such inspiration to go figure it out mm. and to do it. Um, or I was rolling along and something I just was rolling and I heard something that was like, Oh, that sounded pretty good. And the mm. next thing you know, you're like, write it down, mm. keep track of it. But I don't know. Um, but also, yeah, that was tough. The banjos part of tough. Like, and as you're saying that, I think part of my problem, that's just, this is a problem with me. Nothing is definitely a, f a crappy quality of mine. Like the, when I have those, those, uh, experiences where I'm like, Oh, that was, that sucked. That was not great. Sometimes those can drive me away from continuing oh, practice. Yeah. That's and a, I, I think it's a, I think so. It's I'm more almost than just you, though. that's a lot of people. Like I'm almost more afraid of having a, a string of crappy things that might discourage me from continuing on than I am for just waiting for the muse and possibly missing out on other opportunities. Isn't that weird? It's almost like I. It's like a. It's like a fifty-fifty shot. Like, like I almost feel like for me and my personality, they cancel each other out, sort of. In a way. Yeah, dude. You, I don't know. Here, here's what I'm thinking to, to, to help you with that. And I think everybody listening would, would enjoy yeah. this. I think Lane and I should start 
a Lord of the Rings um, podcast, Middle Earth, no <laughs> parody band. Oh my God! Yeah, Lord of the Strings. Lord We've been talking of about this a long forever. time, ever a long time, and I actually think we should. Saruman. We should. Oh man, the songs they just come. Saruman, come won't on. you come on? Amen, son. Sing it. I mean, I could, I, I could, remember. I could, <laughs> dude. That was so. We had such a good time. I don't even. Everybody's orking for the weekend, dude. Everybody has had a orking. lot of like. <laughs> uh, had a lot of, yeah, like parody ideas. We're such goofballs, dude. It's really yeah, awesome. I'm just thinking, hey, it might, we, might help the creative juices, you know. What you know is kind of really funny is like again tangent, but like music, um, like how many. Uh, like my, uh, uh, my buddy Rob Thorson, and I think uh, Travis as well, and and like I'm thinking Richard George, like some of the guys who and girls who listen to like d- uh, death metal stuff, like, me- like yeah. heavy metal, have always talked about the um, bands that are like dedicated to mi- like their Middle Earth names, like the Ringwraiths, the Nazgul, like there there are bands out there that are like they personify. Uh, like aspects of yeah, Dude, Middle Earth. Do you remember when we went and saw the Tolkien biopic and that guy, <laughs> Tom Bombadil? Tom Bombadil was there playing, and 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 he, I mean that was wild. What are the odds that we come across this guy who was an absolute just like <laughs> like he he he, he alluded to all he those different awesome. things. He he alluded to all those different bands and in the lyrics, and he he mentioned some of that stuff as well. And I was just like, who is this guy? He's on he the podcast awesome, somewhere, I think, isn't he? Or like mentioned at least. I don't know if you're, I'm not sure if he's Did on it. Did we talk to him? We should go back. Didn't we, we recorded? I can't even remember. We re- we recorded at Pivot. Remember, yeah, it was the dude, like the the restaurant called Pivot. How many episodes <laughs> Which, have gone by? I just oh man. I bet you didn't. I bet you haven't thought about that moment in a long time. You know what's precious is I have his business card somewhere. I, I legit kept his business card somewhere so that we could contact him. Because remember, we were toying around with the idea at that point of having him out to LEP3. Oh, my To do live music. Gosh. <laughs> like like bangers wow. with Tom Bombadil or something. I don't know what yeah. we were. But that was an idea we had. Yeah. Oh, man. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Hey, so, all right. That, the hey, Muse. The, yeah. the Muse, the, the Bliss Station. So, the Muse is what's on your mind. Yeah. Sort of like, kind of, kind of, I don't know if that tied into mine or not. You have Dang, yours specific. Yours are setting a bar high of just being so deep. I know, I know. I actually struggled They're with that. I was so like, I was like, deep. I, 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 that's just where I've been. I that's love where, it. That's just no, where I I've love been that. recently because that's not always going to be the case. Uh, because no. I was, yeah. I was no, going to throw out like, you know, I mean, I got Monday Night Football and still, by the way, Bengals are up, baby. Dun, dun, so, dun, 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 dun. Man, love football. Um, mine is sport related, so perfect oh, segue good. there. Uh, what has been on my mind is rugby, dude. We are in the throes of the Rugby World Cup in France yep. every four years, in my opinion. And I would dare say maybe Tolkien's, although I don't know if he would approve of modern rugby. Although you know, I don't. Yeah, I don't. Know. Anyway, um, it's the greatest competition. I mean, it's better than the Olympics. It's better than. The only thing that comes close is another rugby competition, the Six Nations, which happens every spring. Yeah. It 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 has been so amazing. So uh, my favorite international squad of all time is Ireland, uh, partially Irish myself, but also they're just the, one of the first international clubs I kind of, when I was like meandering into the world of rugby cautiously, um, like I knew the All Blacks because I had been in New Zealand, and then the next club that I international squad that I kind of watched and fell in love with was Ireland. Yeah, and this was like a decade ago, right? So, um, it, uh, have been really excited for this World Cup because Ireland has been building like they never have before. I mean, they are now they have defeated. They went from defeating the All Blacks for the first time in 2016 in Chicago to. They played them as recently as la- last fall. They had um, a three series um, uh, test, uh, three three test series in New Zealand and beat New Zealand two out of the three times. They won the 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 um, test series in New Zealand, like unprecedented, okay. had never been done before. So when you beat New Zealand like that, the you're, you're you I mean they automatically went to like number one in the world. Um, and so the, the biggest, uh, uh, the biggest opponent for them is the reigning world cup champions, the, uh, South 
South Africa, Rugby South Africa, Springboks, Springboks, who have had like a, a big resurgence. They're incredible. They have this this really um, interesting take with their bench in this World Cup. They have like it's like all forwards. So they have okay. like seven forwards and like one back. And typically it's split evenly. It's like you might have four forwards and like, I don't know, four backs, four or five backs. Um, so, but what that does is their their forwards are, they're all just giant dudes. I mean, they're like six foot five, six foot six. They're like 250 pounds. They are just absolute monsters. So what they do is they they kill you with their starters and then halfway through the match maybe you know uh three quarters of the way through they sub in and have a fresh pack Dang. and they just they just absolutely demolish teams that way and then on top of that their back line the way they the creativity they use the way they pass the the lines that they run it's beautiful the speed they have mixed with the strength it's incredible so anyway all that being said the uh, uh we started um September 8th I think yeah, was yeah. the was the first match France and New Zealand and the first couple matches for Ireland were against um like the, some of the the uh tier 2 nations in their pool. So there's pool play and then after pool play you advance to like the semifinals, the quarter, semi and then the finals. So it's it's done kind of like that. So you have to do well in your pool to advance. So the, this third match was this last weekend and Ireland was taking on South Africa. Mm-hmm. They are in the pool of death because it's like um Ireland, South Africa, Scotland are okay. all in the same pool. And they're all – I mean, Scotland has also been surging. They're, they're like a top five international team. Maybe Yeah, maybe I was just looking them seven. up right here, man. They're dude, they are. I mean, they're, tough, they're coming dude. into form. Their player – their their star, Finn Russell, has been – he had some – for a while he was off the squad because of some controversy with the head coach, Gregor Townsend, but he's like come back in. He's better than ever. He's probably the, the best – most magical passer in all of world rugby the, the the passes and the kicking game that he can oh god anyway as you can tell it's like reignited this passion in rugby just because it's it's been i don't play anymore but um and so kind of when i stopped playing i stopped watching as much and uh kind of g- gave it a little bit of a break but slowly over the last couple of years i've been like I, I miss rugby i need to watch it it's there's no sport like it for me anyway it's just it's the best like it's there's there's it, it's you know, there's every type of body um, body composition has a, has a role. Every type of skill has yeah. a position. There's respect for your your opponent. There's respect for your teammate. There's respect for the authority, the referees. There's um, a uh, uh, there, the importance of the name on the front of the jersey as opposed to the back. Like it's just it's mm-hmm. how you imagine sport used to be. And um, so anyway, this last weekend was the match with Ireland and South Africa. Like there were people who were saying that this should be the final, this should be the the championship match, yeah, right? Yeah. This should be the final one played, and it's just kind of the way the pools are laid out that it's it's not it's not going to happen that way. But um, so my buddy Rob Thorson, uh, who we've talked about a lot on this podcast, my my friend who I actually um, originally met Rob as uh, he was working for the vendor for um, where we got our rugby jerseys, like you know yeah. seven years ago or whatever, and just through through me pestering him and like asking a million technical questions we became like friends like he's he's such an amazing friend he's like a brother to me you know as well so yeah. um we've been texting like crazy you've been like did you see the match what do you think about this how about this you know he he's a he's a graphic designer and um just a, an artist overall and that's, his photography is beautiful all these different things that he designs so we've been talking about that we've been talking about he's coaching rugby now at his uh the college he went oh, to nice. and then we've been we've been talking about the rugby world cup and so he was like dude we got to watch a match together and i was like yeah, yeah i was like let's and he was supposed to go away this weekend so we were gonna have to wait until tonight to watch the match and we were gonna have to avoid scores and that was gonna be really hard yeah. so plans changed for him he was able to be home and so we didn't watch it on saturday but he texted me saturday night he's like dude we're not traveling now would you want to watch the match sooner i said uh yeah uh sunday morning he goes how how about this morning i'm like let's go yep. and so um you know and it's crazy watching rugby when the kids are awake is kind of nuts 
uh, because the the girls like this this like warrior spirit inside of them just kind of like awakens yeah and um and vigo loves watching ball now he loves watching watching ball with us uh which is so cool um but uh so anyway i was like dude if you don't mind the the kids being nuts um mostly you know lane jr winnie uh then then let's do it so i had i had my earbuds in i was talking to him on the phone and I could hear his daughter on the on the on the other end too. She was building a tent fort in front of the TV. All this, you know, it's just yeah. crazy stuff. But we got to watch this match together. It was long story short. It was one of the if you if you want to know why rugby is great, go. It's on Peacock. I'm sure it's on YouTube somewhere. Go watch the most recent match between Ireland and South Africa. Another great one to watch would be um, Fiji and Wales from a couple weeks ago. But this match with with Ireland and South Africa obviously worked out well as an Ireland fan supporter because they won. Hey, but spoilers. it was, dude. Yes, point. Sorry, <laughs> I'm just spoiler alert for all you rugby fans out there. But it was an amazing example of two teams who have elite defenses, yeah, um, paired with elite offenses, and so like they would whoever had possession would drive all the way to the goal line, but then there would just be this wall that would refuse, refuse to give in. Mm -hmm. Right. And eventually there would be a penalty and the ball would be turned over and the pendulum would swing back the other way and the offense would drive and the defense would be suffocating, but eventually they would get through through kicking or just line breaks or whatever. But then they'd come to the, the, the goal line, the try line. And again, uh, just a brick wall and it was like you look at the fitness of these athletes and you're like dude oh, what how insane, are they dude. able oh as like it is the most when you sit there and you think about what they're actually doing spit an image of me dude and, I... bro it is i mean i think about you and me at one of those past lives we were on the pitch together at a high level oh yeah 100%. i mean yeah, it's probably 100%. the 70s or something like right, right like right before we came into this form right we gave but, that we gave, <laughs> that we gave that up in this in this carnal <laughs> <laughs> That's how we died. Actually, was on the pitch, like just yeah. breaking our bones, um, but splitting our heads open. <laughs> but uh, it was amazing. So it was it was a really cool to spend that time with Rob because we hadn't had a chance to, to like actually literally talk on the phone for a while. So that was incredible. Felt like we were in the same room, and then just to, to be witness to such a and he's a also a huge Ireland fan. I should say that as well. That's his yeah. favorite international yeah. team. So we were cheering for the same team. Um, got to see them pull off an incredible win, a nail biter at the end. Like they made some decisions. We were both like, dude, what are they, why are they doing this? But, um, and a big, cause Ireland has never won a world cup. It's the world cup Ooh. has been around since I want to say, Oh God, man, I'm going to mess this up. I want to say 87. Okay. I think 1987 was the first official like rugby world cup before that. It, there wasn't any kind of, I don't think there was any global yeah. Um, yeah. tournament like that. Not in the same way anyway. And they've never, so they've never won. Um, South Africa has like four, you know, New Zealand has three or four, something like that. So these top tier nations, they just keep passing it back and forth. And so if Ireland and Ireland seem like they could, I mean, the fact that they beat South Africa, I think they could beat anyone. So rugby's been on my mind, falling back in love with it. Um, does it make me want to play again? sometimes but yeah. then i realize that my knees are gravel and so i go nah it's more fun to just kind of watch and enjoy but yeah, yeah. yeah. so anyway well rugby's I mean, been on the mind dude Ball. looks like uh scotland yeah. and ireland are coming up yes well i i, I texted you about that last week i was like dude would you want to watch that match it's the final match of pool play yeah. so it could be a really important important one and uh, i would love if you and i could get together and watch that together i would avoid scores and wait until you were available to even if we just called on the phone and watched it together, but in person would be even better. I would love that, bro. I would love yeah, that. that. I'm looking at that in October. Let's talk about that because that would be cool. I think that'd be that'd be neat, man. Yeah, I, yeah they look Scotland. Yeah. I've been we could even look you know, up some, do some uh, is, articles. They're looking good, bro. They're they're awesome. We could even uh, watch it outside, throw it up on the projector, have a fire out there. Heck yeah, dude. That'd be sick. If you want to get really autumnal? I'm done. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. Dude. I mean, it, yeah, it, I, I, uh, I, I, you, I, I watched you play a few times, and then I've seen it on TV here yeah. and there. My dad and I have, have, have tried to kind of like, he actually knows more about it than I do. I mean, he's just, I don't know, watching it, just being a sports guy, and not much. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, he's just sort of, you know, understanding some of the rules. It's cool. It's mm-hmm. really, really, really cool. And to hear you kind of talk through the rules and, and how, it's, how it's played, it's freaking, it's phenomenal. 
love it. It's a cool game. It is amazing. It's, it's something it's, I wish. It's one of those I, cool things too. Wish we'd have had more of that around when I was younger. I don't. We never. I didn't really. That's my. I, I, that, that was one of the things I want to talk about too. I don't know how it's not more popular here. I mean, I know because football is a big deal, but man, I tell you, after you get into rugby and watch rugby, watching the NFL, watching college football is really hard. Yeah. It's really, it's just, it feels so slow and boring. And like you see these dudes and, and women's rugby too. Holy crap. You see these rugby players destroy each other, but do it so technically that it definitely hurts, but they don't like people. I mean, there's a lot of injuries in the world cup, but they've been playing a lot of lead up matches. And I think that's part of it. They're all fatigued, but yeah. when you play rugby, right, you get, you get, you're in a lot of pain, but you don't get injured. Yeah. 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 Like it's done in a safe way. And so, but you look at them and you're like, man, this is, they're so much tougher. They're so much tougher well, than the average yeah. football player. Like, it's not even close. I, I remember when Ohio State yeah. brought in, anyway. uh, like, a rugby specialist to talk about uh, tackling. Yeah, for tackling. Yeah, and it's a more sure yeah, way. safe tackling. It's a, yeah, it's a more sure and safe yep. way to tackle. And it's, it's yeah. you know, it was, that yeah, because missed tackles are such a big thing. People go in for the big blow, the big hit. They lower the shoulder. They lose, the, the, they lose sight of the guy. They don't. They lead with their head too. Which is, I mean, yeah. you know. Yep. No. Nope. So, anyway, yep. cool. Uh, yeah, I I would definitely be down to watch yep. some Ireland Scotland. Yeah, it's on. It's a date. Uh, so rugby's been on my mind. Let's get into uh, the mailbag. Right, we've got a, an awesome question from from Eddie. And so I I thought it'd be fun kind of fun to pair this with a poll, partially because of how Eddie phrased this. Um, so Eddie wrote in, this may be out of left field, but when I travel, I always either watch or read the Lord of the Rings. I've seen others doing the same on the plane. Is this a thing? Could be a fun combo for the hobbits from Amanda to discuss. And so for me, I read this and I'm like, oh, that's totally a thing, right? Yep. But it got me thinking. I'm like, if Eddie was thinking this, maybe I need to really test the waters and ask uppers, is this actually a thing? So we put out a poll in one of our Instagram stories. And they'll stay up for like what twenty four hours, and then yeah. they kind of disappear. Yeah, yeah. So in that window, though, we had—I mean, it was close to like eighty or ninety people vote. So a lot of participation. That's pretty Let's high go. for our for our polls. Um, so I broke it up into three subcategories for yes, of course, because I have to make things more complicated than they Power need to three, be. Power three, baby. But yes, there's three yes responses. So the first yes is read only, but I also included. I said like if you listen to audiobooks, vote here. Right. Yeah. And then the second one was yes, watch only. And I said, if you only listen to the soundtracks, vote here. And then the third yes was read and watch. So that could include anything, but as long as it's like an aspect of the book and an aspect of of watching the movies. And then the no was just no, I leave my Lord of the Rings at home. So eighty seven percent of people who voted said yes, I take Tolkien with me, whether I'm reading only, which was thirty two percent. Watching only, which was 16%, or... What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Doing both, which was the majority, eight, uh, 39% of that, Let's of go. that yes vote. And then only thirteen percent, only ten voters said, "No, nah, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't bring Lord of the Rings with me." Which I could totally understand that too. Maybe you know you're wanting to experience the adventure. Um, okay. So for me, okay, you leave your maps and your books at home, and you're you're out right, on the road. Yeah, ex- exactly. You're not wanting to be distracted by anything else. You just want to take in the trip and, and kind of almost live Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Um, so for me, I thought to myself, I'm like, you know what? This is something that um, I think maybe. Maybe that whole aspect of traveling, of journeying, of going on an adventure, um, because these stories are all about that, right? That that maybe that triggers something that in that downtime of traveling helps you enhance the experience of your trip. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. To think of it, because you could you could have a, a pretty standard trip somewhere, nothing special, yeah. right? Quote unquote, but. If you've got Lord of the Rings kind of in the back of your mind, you're reading it, you're watching it, it can really, like the simple things, right? We so often overlook that influence of Tolkien and Middle Earth and the characters might might help you see a quote-unquote ordinary trip in a new light for the adventure that it really is. I think that's part of the inspiration part of it. 
part of it as well. But so what what do you when you travel, have you ever incorporated Lord of the Rings? Is it every time? Is it every once in a while? I yeah. want I want to hear from you. Yeah, and also just before I dive into that, like well, something you said that's interesting is in, a lot of you used to talk about this, and I think kids a lot of times when I first read The Hobbit mm. and I was always in car trips on the way down mm-hmm. to Kentucky and I was mm-hmm. reading it in the back seat and yeah, it made the trip more I don't know, like exciting because you you got mm-hmm. the spirit of being out on the road on like on an adventure mm-hmm. and maybe there was a dragon up in the Appalachian Mountains. I don't know if you guys yeah. down there in the south, let me know. I mean, uh <laughs> maybe the, maybe old dragon does get over there away from uh what's it called? Uh Skinwalker Ranch. Maybe old dragon is roaming around in the Appalachian that's Hills. Bubba, that's that's Bubba the Red Worm. He hangs out in that, <laughs> uh, that that old holler, and he keeps it warm. If you know what I mean. Oh yeah, bunch bunch of gold up in them hollers over there. You got to watch out for that gold dragon. Oh boy. <laughs> anyway, I mean, yeah. So so going down there, we would. Um, I definitely I definitely read a lot of books, and and uh, that was hmm. yeah. Back in the day, that's what you did, right? You took the book with you. So I think depending yeah, on your yeah. age, maybe. That was something that was more easy to take. Now, I mean, nowadays, though, can I, I ask, see, yeah. How old am I? How, 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 how old am I? Yeah. Thousands. Of no, years. I know that. You're a little bit uh, just a decade older than me. Yeah. When you when you um, drive, or I, I should say ride as a kid, could you read without getting car sick? You know, I don't know. My, my sister said that I used to get sick. She's like She was talking a lot the other day, and she said, like, oh, that I used to get sick on these trips every year. I'm like, well, I, it was flu season. You know, I don't know. Okay. I mean, I feel like I well, I did get, you but no, I never got. I don't get car sick. I don't get motion sick. So I that's can, good because like, see, so I do. do so you? like, yeah. if I'm in a car somewhere, this is where mine would be kind of split. If I'm in a car somewhere, I'm gonna have to listen. If I'm not driving, can obviously. I? Obviously, if I'm driving, I shouldn't be reading either. But like, if I'm riding in a car, I can't be reading stuff. I get, I get, even to this day. It was really bad when I was a kid, but even as an adult, not a good situation. I feel like absolutely yeah nauseous if i'm flying no problem really? i could do anything yeah. flying obviously well i think it's probably most people's experience uh just because a plane is unless you're experiencing turbulence it's just a pretty steady state you're not weaving or driving you know like like i mean taking curves or turns or hills dodging or like uaps so, you know yeah just out in them hollers looking out for <laughs> bubba the red <laughs> i see the smoke coming curling up there in the misty hills yeah t- Take her down, Bam. take her down. Um, get it out but, of here, Kane Tuck. Man, I, I, so okay, I, yeah, don't get motion sickness. I do it's feel good. bad. I, I went on a road trip one time though, where we took a, a girl from the NAS, and she got mo. I didn't know what motion sickness was <laughs> until we, we were going on some, um, some Christian rock band concert. I think we we're going down there to see old Skillet. I think old Skillet was whipping the bass around, and we were, we were going to watch it. And I remember the whole way down, I, I took took my Aunt Rita's van, had the old cargo van, <laughs> and I'm driving, and I didn't know people, I didn't know what motion sickness was. And so that was my first experience with it, and she she had said something about it, I'm like, whatever. And That's because um, you, you know why that is, you got hill blood, that's what it is. You can't be, you can't yeah. have, you can't be a descendant of the hills of, of Kentucky. Well, we were actually going not, through the hills. We were actually going exactly. to, like straight southern Ohio. So you probably felt more at home than driving on a straight and narrow in a highway. You're probably yeah. like, good Lord, now I can breathe around these ridges. Oh, I had, good to, I had, night. To, I had the windows. Uh, thank goodness I had the windows down because the first. That helps with being car sick too, actually. Well, having some fresh air. Yeah. That helps me. It didn't help her. No. Were you, were you kind of taking the curves? I mean, a conversion van too would be like being on a boat. Like it was. being seasick. It was, it was oh, massive. Man. At one point, though, maybe part of it was I was I was very young, and also you're on the highway, and you got sorry, I we derailed this conversation, but you're on the highway, and you you're I'm I'm boxed in, I'm boxed in all around me, and I'm finally down in North Carolina. We're almost to the concert, so we drove all the way from Ohio to North Carolina, and wow. we're I don't forget which city we're going into, and off the back of this pickup truck is a box, and he breaks and then accelerates. <laughs> And this box, <laughs> box slides off on the on the highway, four lane highway. Here I am, uh, twenty one years old, and <laughs> I just look over at my friends. They're all in there, and I just sort of say, "I was like, I'm I'm going for it. I'm I'm just I, I can't I can't I can't go left. I can't go right. We're going sixty five miles per hour. <laughs> oh my god! I you ran into the box. It. I just nail it. I thought it was a cardboard box. It sure was not. It had to have been something. And I mean, there's nowhere to move. 
And I, I, I could have caused a, you know, a wreck by going left or right. So I just hit. I could have slammed on the brakes and been rear-ended. But I just hit oh this thing. Gosh, and I dude. flatten it with the cargo van. <laughs> just absolutely flatten it. And you hear kind of like this little, like, like the van hits it and it just sort of goes. <laughs> it just pops up. Yeah. Like, like the axle just boom, oh popped. And we kind of like, like <sighs> we're, we're bouncing a little bit. And I'm thinking, no problem. We keep going on this trip. <laughs> and lo and behold, like the. The brakes are kind of I'm like something's something's up. every time I break something's going on, man. You know I'm like I'm a, I probably that that box, man. You think it's that box I hit? <laughs> and we're on our way back in West Virginia. You know how those those hills are really big and oh, stuff, man. Where, right? They're brutal. So we're going down this hill. All of a sudden, no problem, no problem. Going 60, 70 mm. miles per hour. Mm. Out of nowhere, I hear a small little noise for about five mm. seconds, and then all of a sudden, the back axle, the back wheels just pop about five to six feet up in the air oh my gosh out of nowhere we we hit the box three days ago three days ago we hit the box and if my aunt rita ever hears this ever hears this episode she's gonna be like wow that's what happened that's Um, what was wrong with that van so what happened was we so and i look in the back everybody's looking out the back like there goes your tire i thought one of the four tires it was the spare tire on the bottom (laughs) from underneath underneath it had been that box had hit it so hard it severed whatever cable was holding it on there, and it had jammed it into the axle. And so we were just burning rubber. We were just burning that. Oh, that, my it was gosh. It's <laughs> crazy. Oh, just, my boom, gosh, It dude. just popped off there, and thank goodness no one was behind me. I mean, this was dangerous. And I was like, what in the world? So we go hiking back there, and we oh, grab this thing. God. And I had no idea. I had no. I mean, I thought it was a cardboard box that we hit. It wasn't. I thought maybe there was something metal in there. Or something. I heard a crunch. When I hit it, and I was, was like, it, "Okay, it had but it flattened. Like, was it, it flattened? Was it ply? Was it plywood or something like that?" It happened. Like a, a, I mean, it happened strong... within two seconds. I could not tell. You, and there was traffic everywhere. <laughs> I was already sweating profusely, and trying not to maneuver so that way somebody, somebody with motion sickness wouldn't get sick. And so it was just a whole thing. Oh man! And uh, sorry about that. I just derailed our whole conversation to tell that no, story. No, it's not. No, I mean, I, it's all about tra- it's all about traveling. I think you probably wished you would have had like Gandalf with you. Well, I don't know, or or I wish I was. Yeah, I mean, I wish I was a, probably in the back, not responsible for everything that happened and reading Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, that's yeah, right. yeah, that's exactly. where I thought I, I I I should be. But I mean, crazy. I, I mean, it sounds. It sounds like a misadventure, like a side quest that would happen in one of these stories. Like you know, you have the well, the great box confrontation, and and have you have you seen the you movie? Know, um, have you seen the movie Onward with? Uh, uh, I love the movie. Love yes. that movie. Love that movie. Guinevere. Guinevere. You were riding in Guinevere. I, I, imagine Guinevere. God, when, That's exactly dude, let me tell you what, what I had. <laughs> when Barley sacrifices Guinevere. Oh, dude! It's to help un- to help block the path. Believable. I, I, I mean, I cry multiple points in that movie yeah but so good. that's a moment where i when he smacks the back of it yep. as it's, he he puts the rock on the accelerator smacks its ass as it yep. as just yep. <laughs> like and, and 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 you know how much he loved that van yeah that sure. movie god man we should do a standalone episode on that movie that it's movie alone good, is, yeah. is, and is it ta- uh, i mean it's, oh, it's an adventure that in, in that movie they're going yeah. on this adventure and it feels yeah. very hobby very, very yeah quest lord of the rings yeah. like so yeah, yeah, involves some travel. But anyway, I think to, to answer your question, I now when I travel, I know for a fact that I'm taking long trips to Germany, eight hour flights, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I can get the extended edition in some of it. Mm. All right, mm. so I do download that prior to it is downloaded, and I typically will watch mm. it. Although I found out it's on the plane, <laughs> every every single one of those planes, <laughs> right? Yeah, like you can just it's click like, on, it. and everyone's watching it. By the way, every like uh, like most people are either watching that, um. Just the classics. I mean, I don't really see a lot yeah. of people watch. They, yeah, maybe some new movie that came out, but for the most part, you see a lot of people. You can see Lord of the Rings. I mean, mm. I can't tell you how many flights I've been on mm. where I've seen it on another aisle, or I'm going to the bathroom. And oh, there's Frodo. He's got the ring. Dude, and- the, the staying power. The staying power of the movies. I, I was talking to our our buddy Jake Hodgson about that. Just like it, I don't know. Like it. It never. Lord of the Rings has never. It's aged about as well as films can age. Yeah, yeah. Like oh, it's yeah. never hit a point where you're like, well, I don't know. I mean, now with the advancements, and and Viggo Mortensen talked about this in the appendices. He's talking. He's like, you know, what we what we've done, what we've created. Um, you know, you know, some. I guess he, what do you say? Like some um, special effects or or graphics might seem dated at some time, but because of because that isn't the focus of these movies. It will live on forever. 
And like they're almost like prophetic words. And John Reese Davies said that too. He he made like three prophecies when they were filming. Oh God, he said something I can't remember. I recently, I think I shared this video with you in a reel mm. that I saw on Instagram. I'd never heard this quote from him, but one of them was, "Lord of the Rings is going to be as big as the original Star Wars. Um, it will be, it will be." Um, unrivaled for like 20 years or like 20 years later people will look back and wonder how they made these movies it's just it's like amazing when you do stop and think about yeah it's you could be on a plane in 2023 watching one of the one of the three films and be just as entertained as you were in the theaters in 2001 2002 2003 it's just the applicability too, like that Tolkien tried to use in his writing, I think is there with the movies. I, I dude, I don't know. Like I, I literally, I still marvel at the performances too. Now there's also all this talk too. I think Peter Jackson and Philip Boyens were somewhere recently at a Comic Con, and he was talking about for he's dropped little hints at this for years now about a 25th anniversary edition. Apparently Whoa. there is 1,300 hours. Whoa. Of unused footage. Now, some of that would be like multiple takes of the same scene or whatever. But we know from from trailers that were released, like there's a whole. Did you know there's a whole sequence of um, the Fellowship like fleeing um, into Lothlorien and battling Moria orcs that pursue them? No, I did not know. That. Like when Aragorn says, "By nightfall, these hills will be swarming with orcs." Well, they they filmed sequences where. One of the famous scenes is like uh, it was used in the Fellowship trailer. Like um, Legolas, it's it's where he like looks right at the camera, draws his bow, mm. and he's in the woods, and he he fires an arrow right at the screen. There they did this whole battle sequence with Dang. the Moria orcs in. So there's all these different scenes, um, and Peter Jackson's like, yeah, there the the negatives of the film are in a mountain in Arizona somewhere. Wow! Like apparently Warner Brothers has this vault that would survive. As they should nuclear nuclear um fallout or something so that wow. if civilization was ever destroyed that someday remnants could find or whoever was left over right the the, the great could, could have lord of the rings yeah the so trilogy. um yeah. right yeah they'd be like holding up to the sun like oh it's easy movie man but uh i can i so say anyway um real quickly though yeah. i i think that's actually really interesting that they said that the, the focus is not on special effects because Something mm-hmm. that George Lucas did with I, what I think is probably, whether it's one or two, greatest trilogies of all time in terms of film, mm-hmm. is he was focused on creating all the special effects, like pioneering the special effects, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. 30 years prior or whatever, to to get to allow people to do those things. And the focus yeah. was, oh, yeah. it was still mythology and storytelling there, but more of the focus was like, we're going to do this in a way no one's ever done it, and it was more of the technical, it's what, I mean, Lucasfilm is... Yeah, it's what it's, it's founded on. I mean, it's founded on Dude. special effects and, and Skywalker sound and all that kind of stuff, which is, there's, which is cool. And, I, and there's you a told huge, me about the connection, yeah. Yeah, there's a huge kinship between them because like when they were developing, I think right after they got, uh, either when Miramax was backing it or right after New Line accepted, they they went out to Skywalker Ranch. Like Peter Jackson and a few of the creatives went out and they, and they said George Lucas was the most generous, helpful... advisor and they said they were like you know how would you handle like this from lord of the rings or like say you you get need to show some sort of right thing or effect this way what would you do and and he was he was so um like gracious according to peter jackson that yeah they they really so really when i when i think about star wars and lord of the rings even though they're two totally different things like i think i almost think of them as like a continuation Mm. of of epic storytelling i almost i almost see them as linked as anything as anything else, because well, they're, of that, they're of that. pillars in, in in the film industry. Yeah, I mean, really, they're yeah. they're standards. Like certain standards yeah. are like the bars moved um, when those things were yeah, made. Absolutely, and so. you can't ha- you couldn't have had Lord of the Rings without Star Wars. Yeah, There's no way. I, I, in the same way, you couldn't have had Star Wars without you know something greater that came before. Right. I mean, I don't know if there was a trilogy. I don't think there was a trilogy before Star Wars that you could look at and be like, oh, no, I mean, maybe not really, yeah. maybe the Godfather series or something. I don't know. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. It really kind of set the tone for like making three movies. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's, I mean, making a trilogy came kind of from Star Wars. I think honestly. Yeah, for sure. And it's just it's just the fact that like I think though what, um, I yeah I think there is this bit with Lord of the Rings that makes it kind of timeless because they didn't spend a whole lot of of the focus on 
on that. They, they're lifted up because mm-hmm. of the work that's been done before them. They can do a lot of different things with Elm's Deep, and mm-hmm. they can go crazy mm-hmm. with all the um, animations or, or things that they wanted to do with, like, the, oh, gosh, the King of the Dead and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. they, yeah, it's not focused on that, though. It's focus mm-hmm. is on... Is 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 on story and on the hero yeah, journey and all characters. this all, like mythology yeah. and Tolkien's world. So it's that's what, the most memorable. Yeah. yeah, the most memorable scenes from all those movies to me are the the ones that are tight shots. Yeah, it's interactions between characters. It's it's Sam and Frodo. Uh, their their interactions at the, at the at the Grey Havens. Yeah, it's um Aragorn and Boromir at the departure of, of Boromir. It's all those all those those. <laughs> Back and forth, the tight shots. Oh, God, yeah, anyway. So you could watch it on a plane. People still do. People will pick that over, like, new they movies will. coming out. Have you seen Have you seen that viral clip of when the um, soccer World Cup was going on? I think it is it the Women's World Cup that just recently happened. Yeah, yeah. The um, like people were watching it on the plane, and you it was someone in the very back looking at all these screens cheering for whatever was happening on the World Cup, and there was one solitary screen right in the middle of someone watching Lord of the Rings. No way. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, and then people were like, that person is my spirit animal. Like, yeah. that's me yeah, that's, yeah, in yeah. that situation. So, that's yeah, amazing. it's just – it's incredible. So, okay, so um, – Yeah, for you. Yeah, for so, you. So when you watch – so when you when you go on these on the long flights to Germany, you're watching. Um, yeah, I'm watching. Yeah, most of the time. Yep. So I think for, for me, most of the time when I travel – I definitely have watched the movies, mostly in snippets, but I think even more so than watching the movies, I will put on the soundtrack. Okay. I will yeah. just let, especially the the Fellowship soundtrack is one of my favorites, although I, I do love the Two Towers. There's aspects of the Hobbit soundtrack that I really love. So I will put those on and just kind of let it set the mood and the atmosphere of whatever I'm doing, especially when I think back on, on trips, like especially when I went to New Zealand, I was definitely listening to the soundtracks and just imagining where I was, especially the first time, like imagining what this adventure was going to be like, like when I would get to travel to see the places that I had watched in these movies for so long, like what it would feel like. Um, and they can, they, it's a, that's the amazing thing about those soundtracks. They can be so moving and so compelling. So most of the soundtracks, I, I don't know, like recently when I travel, a lot of times when we travel, I'm, I'm like driving the van, you know what I mean? So it's yeah, not like, yeah. and, and it's, and the girls want to listen to something, uh, you know, th- they get kind of like first dibs on on the, what music we're listening to, yeah. and then after a while, Sarah and I let's play something else. And so, it's not doesn't it's not the same as it used to be um, traveling. But yeah. um, when we after Vigo surgery, uh, his heart surgery, and then his the way he you know he he recovered. His recovery took longer, and that's when we had that big long stay in the hospital, and um, you know, kind of changed. It changed our, our whole lives. It, you know, he he almost Vigo almost died like so many times. You know, it was yeah. it was a it was a it was a wild experience. Um, not one I would ever I would ever change. Yeah, uh, it's so weird. It's so weird to say that, and I think a lot of people might take that the wrong way or not understand that. But it's I would I would never change mm-hmm. like how our lives have unfolded. Right. Um. Anyway. Uh. Like would I would I absolutely trade places with my son? Yes, and I've asked for that. Oh yeah, um, and oh, I've yeah. gotten silence in response. But um, like if if that is n- not able to happen, then um, in in like the joy that Vigo has for life. Yeah, I mean, it, like you can't you can't look back on anything in the past and think, well, I would definitely change that Dude. because then where you are now would would be a different place. Dude, I, I just on the, on, on Friday, I, that was one of the best times I'd had with Vigo. Just Dude. laying there, man. Dude. Just like we were chilling. He's in such a. He yeah, was my he's bud. We a, were just having a good time. He is, he is, man. I tell you what, like he, when people actually do take time to spend time with him, uh, and not everyone does. Like you know, it's not everyone is is comfortable with people who are different, and that's whatever. That's that's their deal. It's on them. But yep. like, um, you know, I, uh, I'm blown away. Like I say it all the time. I've told you all the time. Like we have three of the happiest girls in the world mm. and Vigo puts them all to shame. I yeah. mean, he is the, and you, you said it, you, you actually, you like moved me to tears when you guys were here Friday because you were like, you look into his eyes and you can tell that he's an old soul. Oh man, absolutely. And, and you know that like there is so much depth in his eyes, right? Yep. So, all that to say, um, 
I, my son's amazing. I love him. He's my hero. Yep. When we were in the hospital and his recovery was taking longer than, you know, we had planned on that we were told it would. And we realized there might be some other things going on. Um, there was a moment where Sarah's like, you know, we're going to be here longer lane than we realize. And I was kind of in denial. I'm like, no, 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 we're going to, it's not a big deal. A couple of days we'll figure it out. We'll be home. Everything will be fine. Right. Or, you know, not back to how we thought it was going to be like back to normal quote unquote. And, um, and Sarah was like, you know, we're going to need stuff. We're going to need, uh, more than just a, like an, like a weekend bag. (laughs) And so I was like, okay, I'll go home. I was like, what, you know, um, other than clothes or whatever, what do you need? And she was like, well, um, grab this, grab that. And then she said, grab my Bible. Right. Mm -hmm. And Mm so, Oh um, yeah, I'm re- yeah, Something yeah. Like we we came we can't. I I came home and I'm kind of like in this in this frenzy. I'm I'm processing like, you know, it's like how long are we going to be away from home? How are we going to like what? Am, how are we going to explain this to our girls? Like how how do how do we navigate like yeah. this? And I, yeah. had, I had no idea, dude. I had no clue. And I felt uh, like I felt like I I wasn't on a trip, but I felt like I was on a trip. Oh Does man, that make a, any yeah, sense? Yeah, a, like journey. I absolutely. Felt it was it was absolutely the greatest journey I had ever been on, and I was just like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. So my wife had asked for her Bible, right? So I went, I grabbed her Bible, and I'm like, kind of in a frenzy. I'm looking around, I'm like, I need a book. What, what's my book? Yeah. And 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 uh, like it was, I think it was right on my bedside. It's always close to my bedside, but it's that original, um, like movie tie-in three in one that I had got after I saw the movies. We went to Barnes and Noble. My dad. Yep. Bought yep. it and The Hobbit for us to read through. It's the very first one I've ever read. Uh, you know, I was reading through as the films were coming out as a teenager. And without even hesitation, I picked that bad boy right up. Yep. I took it with me and, um, <clears throat> you know, we were there for three months uh, between two different floors. We were on the heart floor and then we moved up to the um, the eighth floor, which was uh, um, uh, like, you know, uh, um, Shoot, pulmonary pulmonary floor yeah and uh between those that time there uh we had gotten i, I decided to read to vigo i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna read to him because if something happens and he doesn't ever get to come home i want him to know these stories yeah. you know and um so that whole time there i mean like daily and even if it a lot of times it would just put him to sleep because he was so small yeah but also yeah, yeah. Maybe there was some, I was like, maybe this is kind of comforting. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe it's just, and then it was funny. I started to think, I'm like, maybe this is even as much as I want it to be for him. Maybe this is like for me. Yeah. Maybe yeah. this is my way of processing. And there, I tell you what, dude, I mean, I, I told you about how crazy it was. There were so many moments where I read, <clears throat> like for instance, after, um, God, never would have noticed this moment before. I guarantee I didn't bring it up in, in our, on our, uh, reread. But after Frodo is stabbed on Weathertop, there's a moment where Sam is talking to Strider and he, he just kind of pleads with him. He's like, what's, what's wrong with my master? You know, his, his mm-hmm. wound <clears throat> appears to be healing, but he's not getting any better. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think he pretty much, I can't remember, I'm paraphrasing, but he had, like asked like, is he going to die? Yeah. Yep. And Aragorn says, Strider says, I don't know. Yep. Yep. I don't know. But he he provides some sort of like hope, and I remember thinking like, "Jeezy cow!" Like, I'm sitting yeah. here with my son whose wound was fixed. Yeah, right. His the hole in his heart, everything appears to be mended. Yet he's not, like he's not getting better. Yep. Yep. So so um, yeah. I think we made it all the way to the Council of Elrond, and like since we've been home, I haven't read it as much. Um, so I would say that's the greatest journey adventure trip I've ever been on that without having that story the book like the actual physical book i don't think i would have i wouldn't have made it through as well like there's no way there's no way i would have i would have had like some kind of serious breakdown if Dude, it weren't I, for those stories yeah. so i i yeah. i remember you messaging me and, and like some of the some of the yep. quotes are the are the lines that you would find from it yeah. and you didn't even have to say you don't have to put any i knew the context that you were in i knew where you were at and everything and then you would send some of those and i was like wow because yeah. through the lens that you were you were kind of reading that I knew where you were a little bit and I was sort of like wow you're right even yeah. when, even as you said yeah. that about Weathertop there I think anybody listening would go okay lens perspective context yeah. you know it's like so and, interesting 
Yeah. It's, it's, and it, and it, yeah. It like hit me with a new wave too, where I was like, you know, cause I thought about Sarah and I, and I, I realized like we talked a lot and we we're like, no one's going to understand us now. Like we, we, the only people who will be under like able to fully understand each other is e- each other. Like, yeah. you know, like Sarah and I, we, so I, I kind of felt like I sort of feel like we are Frodo and Sam. Yep. Yep. You know, I, I think that they, and, and then you go to Frodo and like, he, he's never able to come back all the way. Yeah. Never yeah. all the way. He has wounds that can't be healed. Um, you know, Sam comes back, but I, I, I would even argue that he is so greatly changed that I don't know. In the long run, he decides to go to Toll El himself. You know what I'm saying? Like he yeah. sails west himself. You know. So okay, yeah. But like, it, and I started thinking about these stories, and I was like, you know what? Like we get we we watch these stories with the context of knowing that everything like evil is defeated. Yeah. But I tried to put myself in those moments because it's where I felt like we were as a family. I was like, that there, like there. There are so many moments where if you plop down into Middle Earth in that moment, you think, well, we're screwed. Mm-hmm. We, there, mm-hmm. there is no way. There is no hope. There's no help coming from anywhere else. We are all going to be destroyed and die. And yeah. this is literally worst case scenario. Yeah. And I thought about how, you know, you think about Sam when Sam almost decides ah, the tip of this blade looks pretty good. Yeah. Yep. You know, here I, here I am. The Even the, even the, the stars are veiled, but then he sees that light. Hope is reignited, and he decides not nah, see it through. Right, the, a, a real conflict, like the, and I don't know, like these are fantasy stories, but that is something that is so relatable to all of us. So yeah, well, it's mind blowing. It is mind blowing, and I think I go back to the author, and you think about like what he was conveying and where he was, where he yep. was, and. and yep. Life experiences and real things he dealt with in a time and age that mm-hmm. were like, it, I think it would blow a lot of people's minds just to even minds, yeah, like just to yeah. to think about that and experience and he, that. It's like what, dude? I mean, and and all the all the death that he you know he like, uh, um, had a reputation of not liking to put like a theme to his stories. Like yeah. he didn't want to say what it was about, but when he was pushed, he said like Lord of the Rings, death. death. It's about death. Yeah. Imagine I mean, he was in the trenches. And, <laughs> it was surrounded. By yeah, it. I mean, it's just he, 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 you go to World War One. You, you go to fight in the trenches. Uh, you and your three friends, yep. and you come back home, and half of them are gone. Yeah. yeah, you know, like you lose your dad by the time you're two. You never know. He never really knew his father. Yeah, and then like his his mom, he loses his mom. Yeah, right. He he just constantly lost people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they they just fell fell away and so you you can't i don't know like i think to myself like that was the that was the thing that we were kind of faced with was you know like yeah just like the the very real possibility of losing your your uh child your son it's like that yeah. it's a dark it's a dark place to be in and um so yeah. anyway i felt but I, I did feel comfort honestly knowing that there are others like invented characters but also real people yep who who have found ways through that yeah i don't know it just gave me a lot of hope well, it gave me hope where i, I didn't know where to find any else. i just want to so. put this in here because we're, we'll do it here in a second um where it be the next episode we kind of hit which is moments in middle earth and yeah. um the, you're not you're not gonna i'm not gonna change a daggone thing about what i have <laughs> i have it's gonna blow it's gonna, it's gonna blow your mind a little bit actually dude so I can't wait. yeah we'll, we'll get so there, yes but that was the best trip I've ever taken with Lord of the Rings. Um, yep. But Eddie, this was an incredible question. I did not mean to get that. Uh, yeah, we were all to over go that to go that deep, or yeah, for us to meander like we did. But again, like these are great because they just give us such good opportunities to like focus in on a on a discussion point, but also see where it takes us. Where it, that's what the night breeze is all about, man. Yeah, you absolutely. go out on the on the front stoop or in the backyard. You, you the night breeze changes too. You know, sometimes it smells like flowers. Other oh, times yeah. it smells like you know fire, smoke. Sometimes it smells like a nice drink. Yep. It 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 changes. It Sometimes does. it smells like it rain. You know. So, yep. um, love it. Yeah, Eddie, can't thank you enough. Thank you for that wonderful question. You are not alone. Uh, it turns out this is this is not something that is exclusive just to you. I mean, like overwhelmingly, most people, nine out of ten people, travel with Lord of the Rings in some sh- uh, shape or form. So. Yes. Sir. Yeah, I would even say that people who weren't like diehard Lord of the Rings fans, like I would see them mm-hmm. experiencing it for the first time. Hey, we're going on a long flight. Let's watch it. Let's Hadn't watch it. Seen, I mean, I, you got I, nothing I, else to do, man. Right. I mean, 
So I, or I feel like it's a perfect opportunity. Yeah, it's it's, it's a yeah. nice little travel yeah. companion, and and it can, you know, for those. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, hey, it was nice sniffing the night breeze with everybody. Thanks for taking it in with us, friends. Uh, we'll see you next time. And remember, don't stop sniffing. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.